This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Ooh, December is a lot, isn't it? (laughs) So I'm going to keep this short and sweet and hopefully inspirational. I know you only have a limited amount of time and capacity right now as we're gearing up for winter break. It seems like all of December is just trying to survive. I know you're in that boat, friend. And today, I want to talk about how we can bring math joy into our classrooms during this winter break buildup. Now, I'm normally a teacher who sticks to my routine. I love to set up routines so that things can just be consistent and predictable. I think my routines help my students and me get through the day when things are like a little off, like the looming break or the extra energy from the holiday events. So I always stick to my routine. And to be honest with you, you'll find me on the last day of school, still circling my students up for morning meeting and having our final word problem workshop in math because I love routine. However, throughout the school year, there are times when it's just different. And I feel like December is one of those times. In December, I usually like to take the embrace it approach. Now, what I mean by this is I embrace the energy students come to school with. I embrace the extra events and I embrace the buildup to winter break. That being said, I also still teach math. I also still do spelling. And I feel like marrying the two of embracing it while also sticking to my routine helps me. Because the way I embrace it is by adding in just a little bit more play and fun in math while still maintaining our routine. Let's define what I mean by play. It's an opportunity to do something that's fun including art, games, music, exploration, partner work, group work. And I like to add these kinds of fun things into my daily normal routine, but uh, some days call for a little extra play, if you will. For example, we like to sing the multiples in third grade. And I usually play it for the transitions because recess leads to math class. So I put it on as we're coming in, taking off our coats and all that. However, 
I like to add some extra fun during December. So I might play a YouTube video to help with that transition while also singing the multiples. For example, you can find YouTube videos on, as we know, everything, but there's lots of them that have like movements or dance along with the multiples. Send me a DM on Instagram and I will share a couple links with you. Okay, so here are three ways that you might include play in math this December. Number one is math warm-ups. I like to add seasonal themed non-math slides to my math warm-ups. So if you go to monamath.com slash 89, you can see what I'm talking about. You can even download it there for your students to use. Non-math thinking routines help our students practice the thinking skills that we need them to use in math without having the barrier or the pressure of applying the math. So for example, if students are working on multiplying fractions, I might have a which one doesn't belong that starts with images of snowy pine trees. We would launch, grapple, discuss, and reflect on that which one doesn't belong. We go ahead and then do another one, but this time it's visual models of fraction multiplication. But that non-math which one doesn't belong almost serves as a warm-up for the warm-up. It gets students justifying their reasoning, engaging in math thinking before they have to do the math. I mean, If you can't tell that my love for which one doesn't belong, I mean, I love it. So go to monamath.com slash 89 and download a few of those non-math warm-ups to use with your students. Okay, number two is games. I love logic games. I recently spoke with John Sangiovini on episode 85, and we got into how important it is that students have experience with problem solving in informal ways. He was talking about how generation or two ago, kids played a lot more logic games at home, and now students play on their iPads or watch YouTube, which no judgment, right? <laughs> we are all there. However, playing games like Mancala or Blockus allow our students to develop mathematical thinking while playing games. I'll go ahead and put a link to a couple of those games in the show notes, but I really think that during these times of schedule mix-ups or high energy days, I just think allowing students a little bit of time to play a logic game is really a fun thing to do, right? Sometimes they don't even know it's a, quote, math game. But we can talk about how the strategy they're using is the same kind of thing that they might do when they're problem solving in math class. They need a strategy. These types of conversations always uncover a lot of ideas from students that I had never thought of. The connections that my students make when we're talking about games and relating it back to math are fascinating. So I have lots of ideas for games as well as math-related gift ideas. So if you're looking for ideas of what to buy for your child or even a kid in your life, I have like a whole blog post on gift ideas. So I will link that right here in the show notes, or you can go to monamath.com slash 89, and we'll have it linked there too. Okay, number three on how to incorporate some math joy and play in December. Do a holiday math craft. 
Now, last year, my students and I made snowflake ornaments. It was so simple, and they were super proud of them. This was third grade. And students used like pipe cleaners. They they twisted them together to make like an asterisk, right? Or a snowflake. And then they put beads onto each like little arm of the snowflake. The only thing that was required was that they had to put the same amount of beads on each arm. And they turned out so cute. But also I added a little math in because I am who I am. I made them write addition or multiplication equations to match their snowflake. They were super excited to take them home and hang them on their windows or show them to their families along with their math thinking. Okay, I've got one more idea for you, which is plan a party. I know you don't want to plan a party. Neither do I. But have your students do the work because you know the kids always want to have a party around winter break. And I worked at a school that didn't really allow parties. So instead, I decided to let the kids plan a, quote, party as a way to recognize the adults in the building that helped them. This is when I was teaching fifth and sixth grade. And we started to have a conversation about identifying the people we wanted to show gratitude to during this time of year. And that idea kind of jumbled into this idea of let's have a party to honor them. So they decided what we would eat, that we would drink hot chocolate or coffee for the adults, that we'd circle up and some students would speak and give compliments to the adults that joined the party. And then I had the students get together and organize who's bringing the food, who's bringing the decorations, who's making invitations. It took us like about one class period to get the plan. And then I just kind of checked in on the kids' throughout the next week or two, just to make sure that they were doing what they said they would. I let them have full control, and it was so much fun. The day came, it was a huge success. Kids brought in like twinkly lights to decorate the classroom. They hung chart paper all around the room, and they wrote each individual adult that was invited. They wrote their name on the top, and then they asked everyone that was at the party to go around and write a note to that person, recognizing and explaining the impact that that person had on them. Then each guest left with their chart paper. It was honestly so beautiful and really engaged every child. And as a bonus, it built our community. Now, sometimes taking a pause and remembering that building community happens through these types of important things, right? I made time in my busy pacing guide. If you've ever taught fifth or sixth grade math, you know how busy that pacing guide is. But we have to have that solid foundation of trusting relationships and joy among us so that we can get more done. So I hope those four ideas work for you in some way, or maybe they're sparking some joy in you and you're coming up with a new idea. They might not all work for you, but you're the expert of your classroom and your community. You know what will get your students excited and engaged. So I encourage you in this season of wild winter break buildup to insert some play, some joy, to embrace it right? Because in the end, infusing joy and building your community with joy is the best way. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. 
If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.